Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's 4 o'clock on the number one sports talk show for your drive home. For the win and a spot in the national championship game. It's on the way. No good. He hooked it. And Georgia is going to survive at the stroke of midnight. There is a right-to-left angle for Young Way Koo. Liam McCullough will snap. Pinion spot. The kick is from Koo, and it is good. And Atlanta wins. This is Dukes and Bell. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Great weekend if you ask me. Dogs win. Go Dogs! And the Falcons win, both on kicks. Uh, when you talk about one missed, one made, either way, uh, the dogs find themselves back in the national championship. And, Mike, let's talk about this for a second. Coming up, we're going to talk to West Durham, one of the voices you just heard there at the top of the hour, the voice of our Atlanta Falcons. We'll get to some guy talk as well this hour. If you're just joining us, Bill Safety, DeMar Hamlin, still in critical condition, guys, at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Uh, we talked to Sal Capaccio, who's the sideline uh, guy for mm-hmm. the, the Bills, and he gave us some great perspective last hour about what the process was last night and what guys were going through and describing all of the things that, that some of us were seeing on TV and some of the things we didn't get a chance to see. Guys, they went to break. Seemed like forever, Mike. When they took that initial break, when that mm. happened, and you're going, what's going on? And then they were gone for a while, and then you, they come back to ESPN, and Joe Buck is trying to you know, figure what's going on, uh, what was happening. So we're just keeping you up to date, but no new news to report. All NFL teams' new social media accounts have – his jersey number and uh, his name. And so, you know, everybody's just coming together, man, and and hoping for the best. But uh, if anything happens with that situation as far as new news, we will certainly let you know. I want to ask you, as we're talking about the dogs, about the fact that this team has struggled. And when I say struggled, I'm talking about defensively. I just want to look at the last two games. Forget about the rest of the season. SEC championship game, what happened with LSU? Well, you remember, guys, it started off with uh, Jaden Daniels, who had the bad ankle or the knee. Remember, he was banged up. And so you knew he was going to be limited. Eventually, he goes out. And then they throw in Garrett Nussmeyer. Now, Daniels did throw for some big, big gains and some touchdowns before Nussmeyer came in. And then, of course, we all saw what C.J. Stroud did. Add it all up, your Georgia Bulldog defense, supposed to be one of the elites, certainly one of the best defense in the country, has given up 850 passing yards in the last two games. It's my biggest concern. Because TCU has one of the best wide receivers, as you saw in Marvin Harrison Jr. with Ohio State, that can approach the dog's defense and do similar things. It's a concern. You can't tell me, dog fans, well, it's just two games. It's the last two games, and they've been the two biggest games of the season, and your secondary has been suspect. Now, so the argument was Hendon Hooker. Remember, the, the rains came, and also Georgia was in his face and knocked him. He Well, if Hendon Hooker had only con- – well, he didn't connect those passes. Georgia's defense got him off the spot. C.J. Stroud had basic impunity. He could run around <laughs> the only time. And all we said all this week, Jalen Carter, Jalen Carter, ooh, Jalen Carter. Sorry. <laughs> 
It's a song of a certain age for certain people. Ooh. <laughs> I stroke it to the left. <laughs> so in this case, Jalen Carter was pretty much, you know, neutralized. So they clang, had to, clang, clang, clang with the trolley. <laughs> that's, that's Judy Garland. They had to dial up blitzes. And they got C.J. Stroud off the spot by blitzing. We were under, we were under the impression they were going to get it with the regular dudes at the line of scrimmage. Anyway, they have got to tighten this up. Because one of the things, and you just mentioned the wide receivers with the horny toads, yeah. uh, Javon Bullard just uh, told the media today, he said, first thing you notice watching uh, TCU is the size of the wide receivers. They're big. They're and, all big. 6'2", 6'3", 6'4". Quentin Johnson, okay, Johnston, he had 163 yards in the game against Michigan. Six balls. Guys, those are explosive plays. So I'm not telling you the dogs won't win. I don't even know if they'll cover. I don't care what the spread mm-hmm. is right now. I think it's 13 and a half, 14 points. Right. What I'm telling you is if you're TCU and you're looking at LSU, and you're looking at Ohio State, and you're going, we can do those things. Because our quarterback was also in the same room Stetson Bennett was a few weeks ago for the Heisman presentation. Max Duggan is damn good, guys. He has put this team on his back at times. So I am not going into this game. If you're a dog fan and you're going, ah, oh, it's a Big 12. Hmm. Don't do that. Oh, it's TCU. They've never been there. Don't do that. This team is worthy of being here. And, again, they led the entire way against Michigan. This was not a fluke. At all. No, and, and by the way, you know, Harbaugh, something we were, it was a lot of fun. I know Andy and Randy mentioned it. We had a great crowd. Thanks to all the people who showed up at Reverb by the Hard Rock, which is right across from Mercedes-Benz, just uh, south of the stadium. Great time. We were out on the patio with the TV. The weather was warm and nice out. Everybody was rooting for TCU because between the Ohio State fans who despise <laughs> Michigan, it was, it was really fun. How about this, though? Michigan gets in the red zone. They go for it on fourth down at the goal line. They run a reverse. Makes no sense. I mean, that's, that's Mickey Mouse stuff. So, Harbaugh, I got to tell you, after watching Ohio State in person, first off, the size of the Ohio State offensive line, how they lost to Michigan the way they did in Thanksgiving weekend, I will never understand, other than maybe Ryan Day didn't have them ready. Mike, I thought they matched the physicality for the most part. We talk about that offensive line versus the Georgia defensive line. They matched the physicality. All that stuff we talked about when I was like, oh, they're just going to out-physical those guys. They took it personal. They came in, and they mm-hmm. played really well. Let's continue to talk dogs. We've got a big injury to talk about. Bell on the sidelines with the dogs. The dog report is brought to you by Engineered Solutions of Georgia, a proud partner of the Georgia Bulldogs. Mike, does Darnell Washington play? Well, the good news is the uh, x-rays shed the uh, ankle injury. It's negative. It wasn't a, a break. They described it as a high sprain. Mm. But it looks like, at least I'm looking at the Dog Nation, the latest report, and we'll talk to our man Connor Riley tomorrow. The ankle injury, they feel they're going to get him back. They have an extra day, actually two days. It'll be Monday night, a That's week right. from yesterday is a national championship. It would be huge. Guys, I don't think some dog, I think most dog fans get it, but some don't. That two tight end set, part of the reason why they create those matchups or mismatches is Darnell's size on one side and the speed and athleticism of Bowers on the other. Part of the reason Bowers, Carl, wasn't a factor till late, they had to scheme him open through using the wide receivers. Mm. So the Buckeyes started paying attention to a Donnie Mitchell and company. So this is huge to get Washington back. And he was his presence was certainly missed. It was. Um, A.D. Mitchell, man. Big shout out. How many weeks have we talked about Mitchell, Mitchell, Mitchell? Is he ready? Connor Riley would be like, I don't know, fellas. Mm-hmm. He showed up at the biggest moment, the biggest spot during this season. 
if he is 100%, and you have to assume he is from what you just saw, Mike, he's a problem. I mean, you talk about taking the top off. He's a guy that could be special in this national championship game. And Arian Smith, and you and I, I know we said it before, uh, Rob was working last week, but I said get Kenny McIntosh the ball in the Mm. passing game. He had 56 yards. But, yeah, McIntosh scored in the air. We talked about Adonis Mitchell. Kyrus Jackson had one big play. It was was interesting. Now, you, for guys who missed it earlier, you didn't like Kirby kind of taking a shot at Stetson Bennett at the end of the game in the postgame. Well, it's – it was on Kirby-like. We hadn't seen Kirby do this since he got to Georgia. We certainly didn't hear him do it at Alabama because he didn't have the microphone in front of him as, as Nick Saban did. Kirby has always said, for the most part, the right things when it comes to protecting his guys. And I just thought it was a moment where he's there with Holly Rowe, and we can play it, Chris, where he's talking about Stetson needed to play better. I think we all knew that. But it was one of those moments as if he was pointing the finger directly in his chest and saying, he's got to be better. What about this entire team that didn't really play well for about a 30-minute stretch, Coach? Well, he showed great competitive character, but he's got to play within our system, and he's got to do what he's coached to do, or you can't win games. You know, he didn't get those opportunities until the defense stopped him, and we got fortunate to stop him a couple times. He must play better if we expect to win the next one. Basically, you're calling out your guy on blast. Now, it's not like he was freelancing guys drawing plays with his hands. You go here and I go here. No, he just he, he was doing things, uh, forcing the ball. Now, I don't. it's not like, you know, the old Mike Vick playbook is one hot. No, there's multiple reads in this. And then in, in he has – I thought maybe it was some hesitancy to run the football a little bit more. I thought if, maybe that's what Kirby wanted. If it's not there, just get positive yardage. Sure. He stuck in the, in the pocket, got hit, threw some ill-advised passes as well. Yeah. He's the best quarterback Georgia's had, period. Let's not even discuss it. He's back in the national championship, and he's back because he made plays. Mm. Dukesism when it matters most. Those big spots, Mike, those big passes, he made all those plays. So I was just a little taken back by the way Kirby went at him. I know Kirby loves this kid. I know he loves all his players. But it was a little off, off, off base. It was right. just, it was not Kirby like. That's all. Hey, real quick, some of the other injuries. Uh, you know, McConkie's still dealing with that knee. He's been, he's gonna have to get some procedure when the season's over. Chris Chambliss, uh, a little concerned about uh, Chaz Chambliss. I should say, Chris was the brave first baseman. Chaz, a little banged up. He left the game, also taking some of that depth away from the defensive attack. More with Kirby and what he had to say. He's talking about his wide receivers and Georgia. You'll hear more of it as we move along. But coming up. West Durham's going to join us. Falcons have one week left. How do we look at this last week of the season taking on the Buccaneers? We'll talk to West Durham next. It is Dukes and Bell. Happy Tuesday. Lots of stuff going on. We're going to get back into our Hawks losing double overtime. Clay Thompson dropped 54 last night as the Warriors beat the Hawks 143-141. Um, joining us right now is the voice of our Atlanta Falcons and, and Wes. The NFL world has been leading the world of news all afternoon, right. and, and rightfully so, with everybody watching Bill safety, DeMar Hamlin. Um, I just want to start there with you and get your thoughts before we talk about our Falcons in the final week of the NFL season. You've been doing this a long time. Um, I don't know if anything ever prepares you for being either a part of something like that, broadcasting something like that, uh, mm. Or even watching something like that as a fan, because I think fans last night were like, "Oh my mm. God, what is going on?" I've said it to Mike. I've asked uh, Chuck Smith today. All of our guests, Sal Capaccio, what were you thinking? Well, uh, two things. One, uh, I actually went through it five years ago. Um, I was doing a basketball broadcast with Mike Jaminski of a non-conference game in Raleigh between NC State and South Carolina State. And it was just a harmless non-conference basketball game 
until a young man for South Carolina State, Ty Solomon, went into cardiac arrest on the bench mm. and fell to the floor. And Mike and I were on live television. And we stayed on live television for about 45 minutes as they attended to Ty Solomon. Now, what the number one thing that happens in those scenarios, it's a little different last night because it's already – you know exactly who it is. You know the circumstances. You see the medical people out there. And I thought the first thing I saw last night was I was actually talking to Tom Hart of the SEC Network on the phone when we both looked. He said something. Somebody just went down the Bills-Bengals game. And we started talking. And I looked up at my television and I thought, holy cow, that doesn't look good. And then we saw the players' faces on TV. And I think that's the first indication all of us, Carl and Mike, had that how serious it was. Yeah, and was I, how the players reacted. Right. Right. And there's just no, we said it earlier, Wes, I, I know that some folks, because of the timing, the end of the season, and there's so much on the line, I just, you saw the body language. And I, I, I say kudos to, you know, the, the coaches for getting together because the NFL now, in retrospect, trying to make it sound like they dictated this. No, the players dictated what was going to happen. Yeah, I think there, there's a lot of cross-pointing here a little bit, but the, there are three things that come to mind. Number one, you cannot deny that the National Football League has all the uh, professional medical people in place for their games. Okay. I mean, you think about the people that were on that site that moved into position quickly. And when they realized obviously in cardiac arrest that he might've had a pulse, but wasn't breathing, they went into overdrive to try and get him to a point where they could transport him. Right. So that's number one. Number two, uh, Mike, and what you're talking about is the process of the game management and, and how that was then constructed. Now, the he said, she said type stuff that's gone on today about what maybe was said or wasn't said is irrelevant because the number one thing was DeMar Hamlin, right? The third part of this, and this is the most important part, I think, in a night like this, is that I thought that the work that Joe Buck and Troy Eggman and Lisa Salters and the people behind the scenes of Monday Night Football and then Scott Van Pelt and Susie Calver, Booger, Adam Schefter in studio, I, I thought the work they did in storytelling and the emotion they did it with was in perfect symphony with the moment itself, because we all understood the gravity once it became apparent. This was not just some twisted knee or whatever, right? We've all seen bad injuries on the field, right, guys? Yeah. We haven't seen this. This is something you haven't seen in the National Football League in, in nearly 60 years, and so that part of it, I thought the right tenor and temperament of the broadcast was maintained, and that was really, really important. And as a result, I think we're all now, we've obviously been in prayer for DeMar Hamlin, but at the same time, I think we also understand, and Ryan Clark last night with Scott Van Pelt was as good as I've ever heard talking about the literalness of what the National Football League can be at times. Wes Durham, the voice of our Atlanta Falcons, joining us here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Let's shift gears and talk about our Falcons. Um, okay. a, a win is a win, and, and it felt good on Sunday. I don't know about you, but I kind of – I don't care how they show I, up, Carl, as long as you get one, right? That's exactly right. So I'm like, hey, Man. it's great to see Dez get a win. But I want to know from you what you've seen in the three games we've seen him start and what you, what's the expectation going into this last game, Wes? I mean – I don't know what the Bucks are going to do as far as who they play or who they don't. At the end of the day, you go in with the same approach, right? And what right. is it that sure. we as Falcon fans should be looking at and saying, I need to see this in Dez, this last audition that he's going to get? Well, look, I, I think he's done, you know, the exception of the, 
the turnover situation, you know, that gave Arizona the short field. I, I thought he did a pretty good job managing the ball game. I thought the throw that ultimately set up the field goal was a, you know, a gutsy throw, the Michael Pruitt catch, right? I thought that, and by the way, there's another guy who's emerged here on the back half of the season, right? The last third of the season of Michael Pruitt. So I, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty pleased with where Ritter's gone in the first three games. I know statistically it doesn't blow you away, but I see improvement each week in certain areas. And I thought, you know, the gut check leadership to, you know, drive the field, kick a field goal to win the game was important. Um, and I think, too, the other part about it is they continue to deliver on some of the goods that we saw they had when Marcus was quarterbacking. They play hard. They run the ball. I mean, I, you know, fool me here, but Tyler Algiers become a mm-hmm. thing, right? I mean, right. to me, I know, Mike, Mike, we've always talked about the ability to run the ball like the last three years, right? Well, guess what? They're running the ball with Tyler Algier, and they're running it like they mean it. And he's a guy that I can see, and I said this on the air Sunday with Dave, I, I can see where Tyler Algier is a, is a big piece of what this group's going to do in 23, to be honest with you. Yeah, man, 100 yards against the Bucks, and he gets 1,000 yards. We'll have our first 1,000-yard rusher since uh, Devontae Freeman back in, uh, in uh, 2016. Yeah. So I love his style, yeah. finishes the runs. Like, I mean, they, they spread the wealth with Cordero Patterson. We said it earlier, could have had our first touchdown from, uh, from Desmond Ritter as Wes Durham joins his guys in the Wade Ford.com hotline. I mean, I, I just I, – do, do you bring in a veteran quarterback to compete with him next year? I mean, I know we still have one game to play, but what do you think that room's going to look like next season? I don't know that. That's a really good question. But here's the other thing, too, and you guys get, you know, a pretty pretty infinite window to talk about this. If you got to build your priorities, where's quarterback? It's gotten not lower. It's gotten lower. You that. Right, you're right. Right? Yeah, I mean, Carl, I want, I want a fire breather, right? Yes. I, I want to solidify the offensive line. I want to get – you know, I may want a uh, I may want a knuckles down safety who can crash the box. You know, stuff like that. Uh, um, you know, what have you seen this year that and twofold here? Not just in your draft capital, but what do you want to go after in your free agency? Where do you want to make this team get better? And right now, I don't think quarterbacks in your top three, maybe top four, and it may be five or six. And and I'm not even in the room with Terry Fontenot, and I'm just looking at kind of where you are. I, I can tell you this, would would you guys be wanting a number two receiver more than you want a quarterback? I would. Mm, yeah. And, and I'm, I was looking at the free agent list for next year. It's kind of mm. meh. I mean, unless they, they they thrive in your system, not exactly like the names you'd be really interested in, Wes, as far as kind of like the edge rushers. You know, I mean, we're going to have to get some of that off the tree in the draft. Well, Mike, here's the thing. You're you're talking two ways there. One, yes, I agree with you. The names might not be the Hollywood stars that you're looking for, but the productivity's there. I mean, you know, you guys can talk to uh, Squidbilly, the local GM there on the show, and uh, <laughs> you know, you can conjure up a couple names. I mean, I can I can give you a safety I'd be excited about. I can give you an interior lineman I'd be excited mm-hmm. about. Um, you know, and and then again, the draft capital is a real thing. Right. And, you know, you've gotten some people to send you some of that draft capital. And, oh, by the way, Tyler Algier is a fifth-round pick, and look look who we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's, a, that's a kudos to Terry and his staff for identifying a guy who you could get on day three that comes in here and has contributed like he has in this team. And I, I think there are other guys in rounds three, four, and five that have contributed immensely to what you're doing. Plus, let's go back to the other piece we started the year with, or Flowery Branch talking about those guys with chips on their shoulder. 
a guy like Lorenzo Carter. I think he's played well enough. I think well enough to stay, in my opinion. Um, you know, there, there are a couple of those guys that have come in here and done a really nice job. I mean, Mike Ford on special teams has become a thing. I mean, that's, that's the kind of stuff you're looking for when you start building back your football team. And I think, I think Terry and Arthur deserve a lot of credit in putting this together in the last two years. Want to ask you because uh, next week when we talk, it'll you know we'll, we'll, we'll be in a different place. Uh, you guys will be in L.A., right? You yeah. guys are going to L.A. Well, so listen, I'd love to. I don't know if I'd make the game though if I'm in L.A. I'll be honest with you. Uh, what do you think, man? Tell us what you think about TCU and, and the dogs. Look, Georgia. You know now you know what the Patriots felt like. I guess that year, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Georgia comes back, they win the game. Uh, Bennett writes another chapter in his legacy, uh, but they had a lot of things happen that went right for them and good for them in order to pull it off. The thing that intrigues you about TCU is Sonny Dykes has kind of got that vibe. I mean, Sonny Dykes has got that vibe where nobody's believed in him. Remember now on decision day, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, whenever it was, there were people that didn't think TCU deserved to go and it was, you know, roll tide roll, right? And it was supposed to be Alabama and not TCU. And when TCU went, a lot of people thought, well, they're just going in there as cannon fodder. Well, the cannon fodder for TCU was is that, you know, TCU is a real football team. Um, Kendra Miller's a, that's, a, that's an important piece of who they are. He's banged up. But I give Sonny, I, I give Sonny Dykes all the credit in the world now. If, uh, if TCU pulls this off, it's going to be one hellacious story in college football. No question. I mean, it's just a thing. It's not like you're manufacturing radio material. 850 yards of pass, you know, passing yards you've given up to LSU and now Ohio State. And you just said it. Dugan, the guy makes plays. He moves in the pocket. You know, we were talking a lot about Jalen Carter. All of a sudden, you know, he was like, yeah, there was some holding, but there's a lot of double teams and he was neutralized. So all of a sudden, this great pass defense. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's not it's not a good it's just not a good pass defense going up against a passing offense. Well, I don't disagree with that, but I also think too, and I think I know Kirby well enough to know. After uh, you know, after the other night, he's probably got them exactly where he wants them in terms of driving the message home this week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and the thing about TCU from a personnel standpoint, not just how good Dugan is, Mike, but think about how talented they are and how deep they are really at wide receiver. So if they can run it a little bit and then set up the throw game, and here's the other piece of this. He's a legitimate playmaker at quarterback. I mean, he's an, he's an athlete in space who can make plays, and I think that's a big part of where they're going. But I, I give all the credit in the world to Sonny Dykes because I, I think he's taken over a program that had some pieces and he found a way to tie them together and get everybody to buy in. And, you know, that's, that's a hell of a statement to get him to this point. And then, you know, the way they beat Michigan the other day, I thought, with the big plays and, and being able to counterpunch a little bit was really impressive. But Georgia, make no mistake, Georgia's talented. I mean, and, and they didn't get here by mistake either. So, and, and here's the other thing. I think we found this out through the bowl process. Georgia was clearly the talent, uh, the, the talent of the league, okay? You know, the SEC, again, very good football league. But make no mistake, Georgia's the best team in that league right now. And mm. I'm not sure how second figures out. Alabama played great down the stretch. But, you know, the LSU stuff and all that, I'm, I'm not buying a lot of that through the, through the materialistic pieces of the way the fall unfolded. 
Great stuff, Wes. As always, man, look forward to uh, the final call of the season for our Falcons on Sunday right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, guys. Coverage beginning, uh, what, 11, I believe, and uh, kicks at 1 against yeah, the Yeah, usually, Carl, we start at 11 or whenever you can get there. You know, 11, <laughs> 11.05, yeah. however you want to. However you want to work it out. Hey, man, appreciate you, and uh, thanks again. Take care, guys. All right, that's West Durham. West Trueham. Yeah, man. Um, By the way, if we really want to get good for the next five years, West is right. We got to build. Yeah, I mean, this is a crucial year. This was the gap year, so I got a chance to be respectful, win seven games. You know, draft, you want somebody, go get them. But uh, this year, the offseason is crucial. And I'm telling you, I'm not sold on Fontenot. With all the things West said, I'm still not sold as, as much as he is. All right, guys, coming up, Mike, we got some guy talk on the way. All right, can someone explain how Jeremy Renner got run over by his own snowplow? I I can't figure this one out. We'll get to that. And if you were watching the Ohio State-Georgia game on TV. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Beautiful blue-eyed Buckeye who swept the nation. I'll tell you about that next. It's time for fun. <laughs> it's time for guy talk. <laughs> it's time for shenanigans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah buddy. Welcome Quarter to five is a funky weather system rolling through Metro Atlanta. Be careful out there. We had some lightning that had Carl and I going, whoa, uh, talking to West Durham last segment. <laughs> so be careful out there. It's kind of a, there's some, some, some tornado warnings in parts of North Georgia, so uh, be ready for that. Speaking of lightning, hey, man, um, 
By the way, if you're just getting in your car, first time catching us today, there is nothing to update on Demir Hamlin, as you heard in Joe in the update there. Still listed in critical condition at the University of Cincinnati Hospital, where he was taken after the uh, Bills game last night. Speaking of being hospitalized, I, I saw this story this uh, yesterday morning. I was like, what the heck? Jeremy Renner, uh, what, what was his character in uh, the uh, Hawk. Avengers? Hawk. He's Hawkeye. Yeah, and uh, and I, I love him. I thought I'm I'm the one guy that liked his Mission Impossible. I mean his. Uh, the Jason Bourne movie they did, the Bourne, Bourne Legacy I, I they did, did with him, yeah. which is pretty cool. But uh, this dude uh, lives and makes his home in Lake Tahoe, just north of Lake Tahoe, Nevada. I think a lot of snow out there in the in the, uh, in the Rockies. He was uh, helping out a motorist. He had cleaned out his driveway using a snowcat, and he was going to help somebody who was stranded when apparently the what would be equivalent of the emergency brake, apparently, on this thing, which is a big snow plow with a big treads, kind of like what Wendy drives away from the Overlook Hotel in, <laughs> in The Shining, for those of you who are looking for a visual. So apparently, for lack of a better word, the emergency brake or whatever kept it in position uh, didn't work or didn't function properly, and it ran him over. Massive injuries to his leg, tourniquet was applied, chest injuries, so he's, he's in some, some rough shape right now in a hospital out there near Tahoe. I saw a little bit of the footage uh, where he they showed before, like him right. in this, this snowplow or whatever. Right. It's a huge machine. I'm with you, Mike. I just don't know how. Did he get out and the damn yeah. thing kept moving? Correct. That's what it sounds like. I mean, because there's no way. This thing is enclosed. I mean, it's not right. like he could have injured himself inside of the, the, the driver's seat. So, I just wish him the best, man. Uh, right. I'm with you. I think he's a great actor, though. I yeah. think he does a really good job. He, you know, Oscar nominated The Hurt Locker is one of the, one oh, of the greatest movie. movies you'll ever see, man. And he stars in that. So thoughts and prayers for that, too. I always liked his work. Hey, man, um, now the work I don't exactly like is Skip Bayless. And let's say he took a lot of heat last night. Skip Bayless, about the time the injury goes down and you're not sure what's going on with Damar Hamlin, and they come back from commercial break, and now it's quite obvious it's a serious, serious situation. And that's when Skip takes to Twitter. No doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game, but how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, dot, 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 which suddenly seems so irrelevant. So he did mm. give himself an out, but immediately, and this isn't even council culture, this is professional athletes in mass saying that Fox should fire Skip Bayless. I wouldn't go that far over that. Yeah, listen, this is where you and I have a right, cancel culture, to say something, all right, as a situation is developing, you should be able to go back and mm. say, hey, I wasn't aware of everything that was going on. If you're being a jerk or an a-hole, that's different, <laughs> right. okay? But if you are seriously trying to, hey, this is what's going on and this is what I believe, Mike, you should be able to go back and correct that. And as you said, somewhat apologize. Which he did un- today. Un- yeah. Under the circumstances. Yeah. No, man, why, why are we trying to fire everybody? Right. And he did apologize in the opening segment of the show. Shannon was off today, by the way. Skip. Skip, skip. Hey, if you watch the game, I was lucky enough to be there. Thanks to Jerry, by the way. Our boy Hasselhoff got us in the suite. Man, that was one of the greatest games to attend and also get plastered on Woodford Reserve. But it was a wonderful time (laughs) to be in the suite. Ran into our boy Steve Coonan just as the elevator was shutting to take us up to the suite level. Steve's here. I'm like, Dad! Dad! Oh, wow. Steve had to wait for one more ride. But one of the things, if you're watching on TV, a beautiful girl next door, best way to describe, uh, they were calling her Peach Bowl Girl. She went viral. She's an Ohio State Buckeye fan. Her name is actually Catherine Gerd, and she is a lacrosse player at Xavier University in Cincinnati. But uh, she was in attendance at Mercedes-Benz. Her beautiful blue eyes, and she had, like, the gray nails, and so it was like, like they were doing all the crowd shots of people, like, crossing their fingers and praying before That's the right. field goal. And 
and she went viral, and then she went on TikTok and said, it's me. So very beautiful girl, girl next door, somebody on TikTok said, for the love of God, get me the name of this woman. She's amazing. <laughs> so, you know, the full range of, you know, just genuine, oh, she's beautiful to creepiness was on the internet last night, but uh, she was uh, one that made a story. She was trending on, uh, on New Year's Eve. I bet she was. Another guy trending, and uh, Eric Ainge, former volunteer uh, quarterback, had one great year, the year that Georgia should have won the SEC. That was the 2007 season. He threw for 30 touchdowns, and now he does radio up in Knoxville on the sports mm. animal. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> listen to Eric Ainge going off on one Stetson Bennett the fourth. Uh-oh. He'd be, I mean, he could be Brock Purdy. Yeah, someone someone to watch him play. He's got a good enough arm. He's fast enough. He's just small. But, I mean, look at Tua. Tua's short. The whole you're short so you can't play. Oh, that's not the wrong cut. Chris is, is efforting. That's another part. But there is the analysis oh. of is he going to be anything in the okay. NFL. Okay. But okay. now we'll double down because he said some mean. I can read it if you want me to, brother. He, he basically crapped all over. Uh, Stetson Bennett. <laughs> Stetson Bennett. And then it got a little bit personal as, uh, as oh. uh, our, our Imagine turtle, that. turtle is efforting the audio at this moment. Uh, by the way, the dogs, as I get that audio queued up for you, they are going to be flying out to L.A. The game is in not the Rose Bowl, guys. SoFi Stadium taking on the that's uh, right. The uh, TCU Horny Toads. Um, and we talked about it with Wes Drewham earlier. Kendra Miller is questionable for the game. Sonny Dyke says he's questionable as a, a knee injury in the uh, game against Michigan. We're hopeful to get Kendra back. So that's a big one because he's a 1,300-yard rusher, and he just gobbles up touchdowns for them. Dogs will be flying in a special Vince Dooley-branded Delta plane to get yeah, him out there. Very cool. Video went out there today. Pretty neat uh, that uh, Delta's got this coach, coach's signature and has got his, uh, his important accomplishments, national championship. So that's the plan. I guess the Dooley special to fly out to I love it, man. Um, his legacy lives on. Obviously, the the name on the uh, the field will be there forever. Mm. I I think it's a pretty cool thing. If you ask me, Mike, I, listen, all the things are lining up for the dogs to repeat. Right. They're here. A lot of people did not think they would have the opportunity to get back here. And they're here. All you got to do, Mike, is pull your best four quarters and mm. go win another national championship. And by the way, we're talking back-to-back. You got to go back a right. while before the last team that did it was Alabama. So last night, or actually I should say New Year's Eve, into then the first day, uh, moments of 2023, we had Kirby Smart taking shots at his own quarterback. I, I didn't expect that. I would expect this from Eric Ainge. Take a listen from his radio show in Knoxville. Stan, though, Stetson Bennett. It was cute when he first got to play and played pretty good. And now the whole, like, I'm a walk-on, I'm a JUCO transfer. He's like 28-3 and three as a starter at Georgia or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you're cheering hard against him. I'm cheering hard again. I want Stetson. Wow. I want Georgia not just to lose the game. I don't want him to lose with Stetson Bennett throwing four touchdowns. I want Stetson Bennett to throw four picks Oh, and cost his team a championship. But he's. So Eric Ainge got a mean on for Stetson Bennett. What's up with that? I don't get it. Um, by the way, this is one of the most inspirational stories in sports you'll ever, ever be a part of. Um, and we keep joking. Oh, they're going to make the movie. They're going to make the movie. He wins another chip. Mike, they're going to make the movie. It may be 15 years from now, right. but they're going to make the movie because this is unheard of what he's been able to accomplish and do at Georgia. So I don't get it, man. I mean, listen, I know it's Tennessee, and they're still yeah. mad about what happened, but, but why are you dissing this kid? Yeah, look, again, I'm sorry that Georgia Beach and South Carolina humiliated you. Yep. So all bets at that point, as we say, we're off. 
and Hooker couldn't make the plays that C.J. Stroud could. C.J. Stroud, in the, obviously, the closed environment of Mercedes-Benz, I get that versus the weather, but you've also got four quarters to play, and Georgia kicked your ass enough that they had control when the weather came. Sure did. And that's part of the way the cookie crumbles. Sorry about that. Hey, one thing that I could argue is the best story from the weekend is who doesn't move for the little guy? I don't know when you tuned in to watch the uh, Cotton Bowl, but I, I mean, I know my partner, my old buddy Steak, who's a guy who went to Tulane, he flew out there for the game, Carl. But if you're a Green Wave fan, let's be honest, you can count the big moments in like one, well, one finger. That was the uh, Tommy Bowden years with uh, Rich Rodriguez when they had their yeah. best season, and then he left, and then it's been kind of bleh ever since. Tulane comes back. At the point they were down 15 points, there was a 98.9% chance to the computers <laughs> that USC is going to hang on to win this game. And what the people are that enjoyed it the most, other than Green Wave fans, were Oklahoma fans. Because hell oh, hath yeah. no fury like a Sooner scorned as Lincoln Riley left. Alex Grinch, the aptly named defensive coordinator, was terrible at Oklahoma, they said. And now he's terrible at USC. <laughs> yeah, that was a beatdown, man. I mean... I was as shocked as anybody to see Tulane pull that off. I can't wait to hear what Steak has to say when hey, it comes back. It's an unbelievable comeback. It's one for the ages, man. It really was. Great job, man. Coming up, Falcon Report's on the way. What if I told you he is a rookie and he has five straight games with multiple touchdowns, but our guy doesn't have any? Does that concern you as we move forward? It's Dukes and Bell. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.